Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. On this Tuesday, Ole Miss has a baseball game tonight, but we're not talking about that. We'll talk about that tomorrow uh, with you. An important weekend upcoming for the Rebels, like, Kind of loser leaves town in Starkville. I think whoever loses this series is going to have math against them, and the postseason is just not going to happen. I mean, maybe they make Hoover, they sneak their way in there. But if you lose this series, either one, Ole Miss or State, uh, the outlook is not uh, not good to make the postseason. So very important series with postseason implications. Not the kind that not the kind that we were hoping to see out of these teams in this state this year, but. Either way, very important series. We'll, of course, talk about that later on in the week. But today, uh, basketball note for you. And then, of course, the conversation with Mike Bianco. Again, my name is Michael Borky. Please follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. Follow on Twitter, like on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube. And also, if you're listening to this podcast in browser, don't do that. Pull out your phone. Pull out your favorite podcast app. Search Rebel Report and hit the subscribe button and leave a rating and a review. Uh, so the Chris Beard hire so far is uh, bearing fruit. Uh, the, you know, the, the storm it has passed in terms of the the reaction to the hire, considering the arrest in January. Uh, you know, that that's that, that's regardless of how you feel about hiring Chris Beard, that is no longer already no longer a conversation. And since then. Uh, he has locked down uh, the two most important returning pieces from that team, I, I believe. Matt Morell, uh, despite a, uh, you know, he's not perfect, uh, certainly not perfect. I, I think the system in which he was playing uh, did not do him any favors at all. I think with better coaching, you're going to see a better player. Uh, that That's coming. I, I'm fairly certain of that. But his ceiling is, as Michael Jordan once said, the roof. Uh, his ceiling is incredibly high, and so he was able to to retain him. And also Jamin Brakefield, and and you guys have heard me talk about Brakefield before, uh, played very well uh, towards the end of last season as well, kind of blossomed uh, into a really nice player and a guy that can really give you quality minutes and, and be a really quality starter uh, in the SEC on, on good teams. I mean, I'm sure he would have had a lot of suitors. Uh, had he decided to enter the transfer portal. And as you guys know, he probably had a lot of suitors trying to get him to enter the transfer portal because that's how, that's just how this works now. Uh, but was able to keep him as well. And, and like I said, you guys know how I feel about him. I, I think that a, a guy with the character of Jamin Brakefield, uh, y- you need to find ways to keep them uh, on your campus, in your town, and of course uh, on the rosters uh, of your campus and your town. Does that make sense? Either way, uh, you need to keep guys like Damon Brakefield around is what I'm trying to say. And and he locked uh, the two of them down. They will be very important pieces for next year's team. And now he has added another. Chris Beard landed the commitment from Georgetown transfer Brandon Murray. He was originally at uh, LSU. Well, he signed with Will Wade, I believe, uh, there at LSU. So for those of you that wanted Will Wade, uh, you're getting a Will Wade player, even though <laughs> he didn't get Will Wade the coach. But uh, Brandon Murray was at Georgetown. 
Um, I I don't know how he's going to get the waiver. The NCAA announced recently that they're going to try to crack down on this, but um, I I don't know. I mean, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, you know, he's had two coaches fired and, and has left after both of those. I think that should be grounds for a waiver. Uh, Ole Miss uh, sounds like they are very confident that he's going to get it. And he is a major, major pickup for this team. He's he's big-bodied guy, 6'5", 225, but he's skilled. Averaged just under 14 points and four boards with three assists, just over three assists uh, for Georgetown. A very, very bad Georgetown team, a poorly coached Georgetown team, a program in disarray, if we're being honest. Uh, but, but played well uh, last year. Again, a big-bodied guy, an athletic guy, a very Chris Beard uh, kind of signing. Uh, for sure, and uh, with an emphasis on scoring. Now, he he needs to be more consistent, uh, but how much of that was being on a bad team and being poorly coached, uh, I guess we'll have to see because there, I mean, and back to, here's a four-game stretch, for example, for uh, for Brandon Murray. Um, Four points on two of 13 shooting, 17 points on six of 15 shooting, 25 points on 10 of 17 shooting, including 50% from three. Three points on 0 and 6 from the field. I mean, that is... um, The end of the season anyway. But again, I think a lot of that is a product of bad team, team that was going nowhere, poorly coached. Uh, He can score. He's a big athletic guy that can score the basketball. You know, he makes 32% of his threes. That number can be a little bit better, but but he can score at multiple levels. And what a refreshing change uh, that is in the basketball program, right? Where uh, you're getting high-profile transfers that are established scorers of the basketball, offensive threats, as opposed to uh, you're getting transfers where in your press release, when you announce that the transfer signs with your school, you talk about how he needs to develop a face-up game because he's not an offensive threat. You guys remember that? That happened with a with a Kermit Davis signee. They straight up called him bad offensively in the press release. Come a long way in a short time from that. So that's a big pickup uh, for for Chris Beard. There's there's no other way around it. I mean, and, and apparently there's there's more coming. A former Texas player has hit the portal. A lot of people have asked me if he's going to go to Ole Miss. Honestly, I don't know, but people are talking about that. Uh, but this is a big pickup, and it's a really good sign uh, for your basketball program, uh, what he's been able to retain, and one for one so far uh, in terms of portal signees and the quality of that portal signee. There's no questioning this one. There's been a lot of questioning portal additions over the last few years, uh, not in this case. This is uh, a slam dunk, uh, pun intended, very cheesy pun intended. So big pickup for Chris Beard. Uh, things are going well there uh, right now. Uh, personally, I've I've wondered, I've I've had questions if uh, what happened at, at Texas would lead to some difficulty in uh, in recruiting or player retention, and it doesn't sound like that's the case so far. The podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website if you're in the market for office technology and you live and your business is located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi. ABSMS.com is the website, Advantage Business Systems. They have anything from copiers and printers and mail machines and cloud storage and data security and IT projects, phone systems. If it's tech, if it's in the office and your business needs it and you're here in Mississippi, check them out, ABSMS.com. Tell them I sent you. You'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need, 
what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you on me. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority with 16 locations across the state of Mississippi. They have, of course, online banking, but it's a one-stop shop. You don't need three different apps to transfer funds uh, and pay bills and set alerts and reminders. It's all in one place at Priority One Bank. They also have uh, local loan servicing options. It's it's local. It's somebody that you get to look at face-to-face and um, actually like meet in person instead of through a computer screen. Really good stuff there with Priority One Bank. Again, 16 uh, locations across the state of Mississippi. Let them make you their priority. All right, here it is, the Mike Bianco interview uh, with Richard yesterday. Uh, Talks about Hunter Elliott, recaps the Arkansas series, and more. So it's, yeah, I I know that the the team is struggling badly, but it's still a good interview, I think, uh, worth listening to. So here that is right now, and that will end the podcast. Again, thank you for tuning in, and I'll talk to you on the next one. And at this time, Ole Miss head baseball coach Mike Bianco joins us on the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team at Mississippi Farm Bureau. Ole Miss hosting Arkansas over the weekend. They lose game one of the doubleheader on Friday, bounce back and win game two, and then come up short in uh, in game three. And uh, Mike, we always appreciate your time. When you look back at this weekend, is this one where it feels like Maybe one got away, and, and and there really was an opportunity to win a series there, and just couldn't quite get over the hump. Um, you know, I think that's you know uh, kind of been the story the last three weeks. You know, I, I think we've we've let games get away that you know either could have won, should have won, and you know I think it's just disappointing. You know, we just we're just not playing well enough. And uh, you know, I said it in the post game. You saw, I think, all three games. I think you did on the air. Uh, you know, just just not enough. You know, just not enough pitches, just not enough defense, just not enough good at bats. You know, to win the baseball games. And you know, that team that you know uh, I think is very similar to us, where they've had some injuries on the mound. Uh, probably not as dominant as they they want to be. Uh, but you know, they 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 did more to win the games this weekend than we did. You you've talked about needing to play better, and I, I wonder if. It's almost akin to like you got a dam and there's a leak in it and and you're able to plug a hole and then you see one in another place because I I thought this weekend starting pitching, especially in in games two and three with with Xavier Rivas and JT Quinn was was pretty good. Uh, what, What did you think about those guys? So, uh, yeah, and but it's it's not just one phase. You know, everybody, and and I know probably certainly that the fan base. You know, you, you want to point to one thing: hey, we don't pitch it well enough, or we don't hit it well enough, uh, we don't field it well enough. But you know, we don't do any of that well enough right now in conference play. Uh, you know, we we've done it before, we've done it in, in spurts. But uh, you know, the the starting pitching you know this weekend, you know, especially with Quinn and Rivas, you know, was good enough to to win. But good enough if you if you score and defend, and you know yeah. we just didn't do that. You know, a prime example is, and again, this is not blaming anybody or being, but you know when you say, "Hey, play well enough," you know we had a three-one lead uh, in game three in the fifth inning, and Quinn's pitching well. He was 0-2, and Tacali, who's a really good fastball hitter, has got pep, uh, kept like power, and we decided to go all breaking ball, but he can't deliver one of the pitches, so he walks the leadoff guy. Then Wild pitches him to second base. And then an error, you know, uh, by uh, Gonzalez in the shortstop area that gets him to third base uh, with one out, and then we don't block a ball behind the plate. And so, 
you know, there's enough blame to go around, and especially with the, you know, with the, you know, to the blame on the coaches as well. So we're just not playing well enough. I, I, this is probably a question where you were like, Richard, if I knew the answer to that, I'd, I'd immediately plug it. So, 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 what do you do when when you're trying to figure that out, and you're like, okay, we need to play better, but we've got to play better in every area. How, how do you go about doing that when you're playing in a league where there are no weeks off, there there are no there are no gimmies, there are no layups for you? No, you, you know, you're exactly right. Um, the, the 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 one saving grace is you know we 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 think we're good enough right we 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 we've shown in the past you know that that what I just said to you you know Quinn's a freshman he has to learn how to deliver the pitch but Gonzalez is you know an All American shortstop I think Harris is an All American catcher we're going to miss balls we're we're going to you know make mistakes but we need to not do it all in the same inning where you give up runs and and uh, the you know, like I said the saving grace is that we've done it before uh, we just need to do it more consistently and we need to do it you know what it means the most and you're right uh, you get no gimmies in this league and so if you don't play well you lose in this league and you know that's that's what's happened to us you know at the beginning of the the, the you know, first four weeks here. You know, one of the the things during the off season, people so many times, I, you you've used the number. Everybody else has as well. Seven and fourteen, talking about that team from a season ago. I feel like people talked about the production that was gone from last year's team. I'm wondering if there was enough conversation about the leadership when when you talk about Dunhurst and Bench and and Tim Elko and and other guys that that were so a part of that. Do, do you have that? You, do you feel like in your locker room somebody that can kind of grab the team by the scruff of the neck, if you will, and say, no, this is how we're going to do it, and we're going to do it that way starting right now? It's a great question, but I always talk about uh, if you're going to judge leadership, you need to judge it at the end of the year. You know, it's hard mm-hmm. to, you know, you, you know, I think it's, I think it's, it doesn't make any sense to talk about the leadership. I don't know if you would have talked about the leadership when we're seven and fourteen. You would have said, "Oh man, are we have great leadership, right?" But once you get through that, you know, and you know how you got through it because of those guys. So I understand what you're saying, and I don't think. You know, that part was uh, forgotten by us. You know, we we think that was the reason that we got through it. You, know, you can talk about Dylan Dilution, you can talk about Hunter Elliott and Tim Elko, but at the end of the day, you know, we got through it because of the guys that you mentioned and others. You know, that continued to show up every single day. And so, there's a lot of games left, and so we'll see. We'll see how good a leadership we have. We'll, we'll see how tough this team is, and ultimately, we'll see how good this team is. You know, and uh, you know, we're in a spot now that it's. It's been really tough uh, the last few weeks, but uh, we feel we're a better team than this, and I think we believe that we can play better than this, but ultimately you, you have to do it. I guess one thing where, in terms of good news, you got a lot of baseball left, right? Six weekends left in the SEC and a huge one this coming weekend where you go to Starkville, rivalry series, going to be huge crowds at the ballpark. Looks like the weather finally is going to be really, really good. Do you look at that as an opportunity? Do you do you feel like your players are looking at that as an opportunity of hey, this is where it can start? I think you always look at it as an opportunity. Once you do that, if you don't do that, I think you're you're done. And you know, I think our guys are looking, you know, first uh, and where they should be is you know tomorrow night here against Memphis and then Alcorn. And uh, but we know that you know it's going to be a big weekend. We know it's going to be a big weekend and Starkville against our arch rivals. And yeah, uh, they're they're all big weekends. But when you when you're playing you know, state, obviously it means more. What are you going to do on the mound tomorrow night? 
We're going to go with uh, Grayson Sonye. And so uh, uh, Grayson pitched against them last week. They're going with the same stars they threw you know, last week, but they threw you know, uh, maybe eight or nine pitchers at us. Uh, we will, <laughs> hopefully we, will, we won't do that, uh, but you're going to let Grayson go a little bit and hopefully you know, score some runs and you know, get to pitch some other guys. And then last thing for you, Mike, you, you gave kind of an injury update or a progress update on Hunter Elliott after, uh, after the last game over the weekend. For our listeners that may not have heard that or, or read that, can you kind of bring people up to date on where he is in, in terms of getting back? Yeah, sure. He, uh, he's uh, just threw another bullpen today, so he's thrown three bullpens, uh, 60 feet, six inches off the mound, full speed. Uh, obviously, a lot of throwing and you know ramp up you know time before that. But he threw two bullpens last week. He threw a bullpen today on the game mound. Uh, felt great, looked great. Uh, velocity, everything you know seems to be you know where where it normally is, and he's feeling good. So he'll he'll get another uh, uh, bullpen you know uh, later this week. Uh, uh, or excuse me, he'll throw to live hitters later this week. He'll throw a bullpen uh, next week, and hopefully, um, you know, if all goes well, and again, you don't want to get too far ahead of yourself. I think he'll pitch in some capacity, you know, that LSU weekend. When you've got a guy that's been a starter, do you feel like you need to keep him in that role even after he's coming back from a long time, or can you start him out as a reliever and then work his way back to being a starter? It's a it's a great question, uh, and I think just depends on who it is. You know, more than likely, we'll probably start them, but that I get our fans overly excited. You know, there's only so many pitches, and I don't know what what that number will be at this point. Uh, but I, I think we probably feel you know, more comfortable starting him than relieving him. Thanks so much for your time. All right, Richard. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.